I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Anime Real Talk where we share our honest opinions on, you guessed it, anime, Japan, news, and much more. It doesn't matter if you're new to anime, if you're a casual or a complete weeb, just join the conversation here. Today, I'm your host, Ramin, and I'm joined by... Taha. And Ross. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. How you guys been? Yeah, it's good to be back. This is a special three-part series, right? Um, yeah. Korea, Japan, experiences, everything... Everything we need to know, and you need to know. Well, everything in our opinion, <laughs> from our perspective, <laughs> yeah. at least. Yeah. The little, exactly. the little perspective that we have, the tiny little speck of. Yeah. POV. I think um, this week's topic is nightlife, right? Yeah. yeah kind of nightlife more like in... nightlife, meeting people, integrating with society, kind of thing, like what it's like, and the differences, I guess. Because I, I know my experiences in, in, in Seoul, specifically, but I don't mm. know about you guys' experiences in like yeah. Japan. I think I think we'll start with um, Japan, yeah, Tokyo, since um, me, me and Russ have been there, and I don't think we've experienced too much, but yeah. I want to hear our different opinions. Do you, do you want to go first, Russ? To be honest, my experience isn't uh, like... It's not, not very in-depth. Um, when I went to Japan, I went with uh, my girlfriend and her family. So I wasn't really nice. like going out clubbing every night. Um, I did go to some bars. Um, the bars in, in Japan are really, really nice. They have a really good vibe. And the bartenders are usually very proud of the fact that they're bartenders. Oh. So uh, they're, they're usually pretty into it. Um, yeah. But I did make a list of some bars that I thought were cool in Tokyo for when I wanted to go back. Um, just because when I went, it was kind of like an impromptu, like, oh, one drink or like what's it, grab something to eat. It wasn't it wasn't like a planned thing. Um, so I did find some that, that sounded quite cool for the next time I go. And maybe you'll have heard of them. Maybe you'll think they're shit. Maybe, maybe mm, you'll think okay. they sound pretty cool. I'm not sure. But um, 
there are a couple like uh, while I was looking through, and and I think the other thing is when you're looking at bars in Tokyo, you're going to see an overwhelming majority of stuff in like Shinjuku, Roppongi, Ginza, yeah. and Shibuya. So there's like the four areas where you're going to see the most information online about about bars and clubs yeah. in those areas. I, th- I think we have to give like a shout out to mm-hmm. Golden Guy, right? Yeah, exactly. That's Golden probably Guy. the most touristy, touristy like travel drinking area in Tokyo. Did, yeah. did you go there, Russ? I didn't go to the Golden Guy, no. I didn't go to Piss Alley either. <laughs> okay, I don't know about Piss Alley, so maybe you can explain that. But I went to um, Golden Guy and I think everybody really goes there. And I went there with two of my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's if people don't know what it is, it's basically in, an area um, in Tokyo with a lot of different kind of small bars and restaurants. So that in terms of foods, they will just give you like uh, snack foods. The yeah. main emphasis is kind of like getting a drink and like seeing what they have on their menu. Like even if you drink alcohol, if you don't drink alcohol, mm-hmm. um, and the whole vibe is that you will meet a lot of salarymen there. And a lot of mm-hmm. Japanese locals, and every bar that you go to will be really kind of unique in terms of atmosphere. Their the theme, the yeah. bartender themselves is always a character. Yeah. There will be like random props everywhere. Um, I went to like a very death metal one. <laughs> uh, it was just so strange. Um, the menu had like the menu was like the biggest drinks menu I've ever seen in okay. my life. Okay, um, it was it was bigger than like restaurant menus. <laughs> and I, I couldn't even decide like what to drink because it was just like flipping between pages and then the prices were okay as well mm-hmm. um but i think if you want to have like a unique time maybe just i don't think you should go there all the time just go there with friends like mm. one friend or two friends yeah. the thing is when you go into these kind of uh, golden guy there's not much space there's only yeah. like around six or seven like seats um the one that i went to can't remember what it was called but uh, it had like six or seven seats downstairs, and then there was like um, literally a ladder going upstairs. A ladder. And when you went up there, there'd be like four or five more seats, and that's it. Yeah, they're so, tiny. Yeah, they, they really folk like force you to kind of speak to people next to you. And when I when I did speak there, I my met like a few other travelers, uh, a few from like Australia, uh, New Zealand, um, America as well. Mm. And they were all just there, just you know, having a good time, chilling. Um, so some of them, some of them were a bit weird, so I was just kind of like trying to get out there because I was with <laughs> two girls, so I was with two female friends, right? Oh, okay. And it was just like a weird atmosphere because they kept trying to talk to me, and I, and I, and I can, can kind of guess why. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of the atmosphere, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, going there, like if you if you get a good few pictures outside as well, it looks very. Uh, cyberpunky with the neon lights and everything yeah. by the way i just searched up death metal uh bar golden guy i think the one that you went to is called death match in hell oh but uh, i think potentially yeah because they had a very unique name <laughs> yeah it says if you're a fan of death metal then this is one of the best spots with no cover charge loud music and hundreds of rock performance dvds to choose from yeah it's easy to wild away a night among your heroes <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many different types and it when you said um, cover charge, so sometimes what happens is when you go to some of these bars in it's, Tokyo. It's, I think it's like pretty much all bars in, in Tokyo. Uh, in, yeah. Well, in Japan as well, they have a cover charge. Yeah, like I obviously tr- try to go to ones that didn't. But yeah. the cover charge is you pay a fee up front. Um, and it's, it's normally like 30 quid 
20, 20 quid. Yo. And what that kind of covers is your like a, one or two drinks at least. So it's yeah. kind of they, they're expecting if you come in, then what? you're worth like 20 pound or 30 pound. One or two drinks for 30 quid. Yeah, well, so, I, don't, so I don't know the actual price, but it's whatever. Yeah, whatever that their cover charge to. that yeah. they've set. So Gosh. whatever it covers. So, so for example, if Damn. you pay, if a lot of the bars will have a cover charge and they say that it's not worth going to. So if you look, if you like actually start researching bars and, and places to drink, mm. um, pubs and stuff in Japan, yeah, yeah. you'll notice that there's a trend where when you're reading reviews of the place, it will say if you're. It, like if you're um, looking for cheap drinks, like don't come here because the cover charge alone is going to be expensive, and then you're paying for drinks on top of that. Or it will say like if you if you can afford the cover charge, the drinks will be really good. So there's a lot of emphasis put on the cover charge, and I think it's to keep like certain people coming to yeah. that that bar, basically. Like Tala said, like you're worth twenty quid or thirty quid or yeah. whatever. So you're going there, and you're going to be around people who are like. Of it's the it's same. also because. These ones, the ones in Golden Guy especially, like they're small. So if you go in there and you buy like one drink and yeah. you spend two hours in there, it's not worth yeah. it for the person yeah. who runs the business. Um, but Russ, what, what, what was that pissing alley or whatever you, you were talking about? Okay. Um, well, well, just before we move on. So there was a couple places in Golden Guy that I looked up um, when, I was, when I was searching it up. As a, as a quick little fact, there's over 200 bars in the Golden Guy. Oh so wow! Yeah, so there's over two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so basically the way to think about it is it's like a one lane street, really, really tight packed together. Like the street really only has enough space for like two, like people to go up on one side, and people to come down on one side, mm-hmm. and then the the side is just all tiny little bars, and they're all about the size of a shipping container. Um, so they're really, really small, but then they like are all super, like extremely unique on the inside. And so I even saw that there are people who charge to be a golden guy, like golden guy expert, a golden guy tour guide. So you pay them and they take you to like the best bars in the golden guy, which I thought was like pretty unique way to hustle. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll just take you to, I'll take you to my favorite bars and you're probably yeah. like going to pay for their drinks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. One that I always see mentioned everywhere again like i haven't i haven't been so i don't know if you go here and it's like super shit if you guys have been here listening and, and you think it was terrible and it's a tourist trap but the one that i saw mentioned everywhere was called albatross um and and basically it it looks i think it's it was rumored to have a brothel at one point god what? Uh, which which was pretty funny <laughs> so so it was rumored to to be a brothel and um something that that seems really unique and something that i've seen different across a bunch of pictures is the inside of the bar has chandeliers along the bar and it seems like this is the one i've been to oh you went to this one yeah i've been to this one as well okay so this one is like pretty much the most popular one or the one that people always talk about going to if you're going to golden guy so it's it's got uh chandeliers and it seems like they change the chandeliers every once in a while because i've seen so many pictures of the inside of that bar with different chandeliers Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a 500 yen cover charge per person. So, if you think about 500 yen, that's like five. That's like four quid. So not all of them are going to be extremely expensive. Some of them are just going to charge you a cover charge in case you're coming and you're not going to spend any money in the bar. Like you're just tagging along with people. I think that's yeah, the right, idea. Right. So they're not all they're not all super expensive. But this one was yeah. like 500 yen. Yeah, I, I remember when, when I went in there, um, this one was the one that literally had so many uh, items on the menu. 
Okay, so like it wasn't the so death match many. in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't that one. Death but like they, they do they do normally have stacked menus. Yeah. Um and yeah, the, the chandelier was like popping off like the interior. Yeah. It was just crazy. The yeah. the guy, like the the, um, the server, he was like very, very talkative, like mm. talking to every single person who came into um his bar and stuff. Um and I remember like he he said something like, Oh yeah, if you follow on Instagram, then you'll get like uh t- ten pounds worth of like uh drinks or food or whatever you want Lord. so i was like yeah follow and then step outside and follow <laughs> yeah basically but yeah it's it seemed it seemed pretty cool um they had like stuff they have I, I mean not not cool to say this but they have it seems like a stuffed antelope on the wall and hmm. some really wacky interior design so that one looked interesting um, yeah as a side I, note, I went there Rob, it was good vibes yeah okay okay so that one's that one's a, a positive experience um, I was gonna say ramen. The five hundred yen gives you a couple snacks. The five hundred yen for the charge, apparently. So I don't know. I don't know if, if you got snacks, Tala, but apparently you're supposed to get some snacks. I remember eating something, but I don't remember what. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, let me see. What was the other one in the golden guide that I thought looked pretty cool? I think it was called. Well, that I I did see the one that you were talking about, the death match in hell one, which seemed really weird. Death um, match in hell. And that and that was all death metal. Um, but the one that I thought sounded pretty cool was, uh, it's called bitter orange and it said hmm. the, 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 the like review I read about it said it will bring you, it said a cool chic place to stop for a drink. The warming glows of bitter orange will bring you in on the coldest nights. So I was like, okay, when I went to Japan, it was hot as shit, but <laughs> I know, I know that, um, it get, it does get really cold in the winter. So maybe that one's a winter a winter vibe i don't know yeah but it said that they were open until 5 a.m so that was what was interesting to me because it's i I know that in other cities other than london it's not normal for bars and clubs and stuff to stay open really late like i I had some friends visit from the u.s and they were like oh my god you guys have clubs that stay open past like 1 a.m or 2 a.m because over there they close some in some places really really early and people were like yeah the clubs close early the club they they close at like one or two, so I feel like that's m- most of the time when when everything gets started at like one. Yeah, you know? I, I think I think speaking of clubs, so I went to a few clubs, right? Okay. Um, in in Tokyo, I think they were around Shinjuku, right? Mm. And what I'm gonna say is clubs in Japan, fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's her and it's like that oh, that part shit. of nightlife is pretty bad. Uh, in my opinion, I think the, um, the the bars and the izakaya kind of nightlife is way more cooler, whereas the clubs they, it's just not my style, right? Um, like they they have a weird thing where they charge you higher um, if you come in after 12, 12 a.m. Mm. Okay, what the hell? And there was one that we went into, and there was like three floors. Okay, um, it was I think it was near a club called Atom. Right, and mm. basically, the the three floors have different music on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So one has like pop, one has like hip and hop, uh, uh, R and B, I mean, and um, mm. hip hop, and then hip another and one hop. just has EDM. Yeah, I said hip hop. <laughs> hip and hop. <laughs> hip and hop. <laughs> hip and hop. Right. Bro. But then the the weird thing is, right, we we went uh, like just before twelve. Right, we got mm-hmm. in just before twelve, like literally eleven fifty five. Okay, got in, it's fucking empty. All right, there was literally so much space what day everywhere. Is it? Uh, it was like a Friday or Saturday. 
God damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, peak time. Okay. And then what happened is like something something weird happens, right? So you're just chilling because because we 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 were like in a group of friends anyway. There's like four of us. Mm-hmm. So we were like we might as well just have a good time, chill out, um, enjoy the vibe, go to different like thingies, meet people. Yeah. So then we we were like talking to people here and there, and then basically around like one one a.m. uh like one thirty, it basically suddenly got packed. Okay. <laughs> okay. There was just like a mass like rush of people, and everywhere was packed. Okay, but then it hit two a.m. and it got empty again. So oh, I weird. feel like so there's, just there's like a like certain hour? time. Yeah, I feel like there's a certain time in Japanese clubs where it gets packed, um, and that's the only good time. But the rest of it, like the music, was pretty shit. They're always playing like really old songs, and like songs that kind of I, I think Japanese people like listening to. Uh, <laughs> shit inside was like overpriced well, it's kind of obvious okay. bro like it's in japan obviously it's going to be the music they like <laughs> yeah yeah i get what you mean about the old school music though they really yeah. seem to have an appreciation for old school music pretty much yeah. everywhere but you it's, go it's like, it's like stuff like we were listening in clubs like potentially five years ago they'd be still yeah be playing it yeah, yeah i know what yeah you or like 10 years ago they'd still be playing it like i remember when we went there was like um that flow rider song i think it's flow rider like, Apple oh my god jeans no, or whatever. no way they they were low low low. They were playing that. It's like yeah, what like, it's like what you hear for like one song in an all bar one when it's yeah, dead. It's just like continuously yeah, 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 as well. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it wasn't really my style. Okay. Yeah. Um shit was overpriced. And I don't know, it's like I could tell there's a lot of fuckboys there. I could mm-hmm. I could just tell. Like you 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 could you could tell what was going on. Wait, but one hour and, though? Yeah. Holy and shit. In, in my opinion, it's just not really worth it. It's much better to just go to um, a bar or an izakaya with a cool one uh, yeah. with your mates and just have a good time there and I feel like normal Japanese people also potentially prefer that because one of the friends that I went with um, who came along she she's Japanese right and she hadn't gone to a Japanese club before yeah which says yeah. a lot exactly yeah. and she was like oh yeah this, um, I'll, I'll come with you guys and she'll try it and that was like her first time it's weird Damn. though, right? So I know that the the um, festival culture, I guess, there is pretty big because they've got like ultra music festival, right? Yeah. Everybody goes there. Yeah. And I'm thinking those are the exact same people who usually love going clubbing. So like that kind of like weird 50-50 between if it's ultra festival, everybody will go and everybody will be like dressed up like what they call American style. So like Western, you know, like yeah. really kind of skimpy and festival style with like painted, painted body paint and face paint. Yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. No, but then they won't, they won't go clubbing, which is, which is one of the things that I found weird. Like I'd see videos and I think most of it's just mainly drinking outside or drinking out, drinking outside of like a convenience store or in a, in a bar, in a pub. That kind of stuff, they just don't. They just don't have the clubbing, clubbing thing. And this one hour, it makes it feels like they just don't have no stamina to do clubbing for too long. <laughs> one hour, bro. Like, you can't do shit yeah. in one hour. I've never done what. I mean, have we? No, I've never done one hour. I've never been in one hour. And yeah, can't, it gone was out. weird. It's like I'm. I'm not Crazy. sure if it was just like my, my clubbing experience. Maybe somebody's had like a different clubbing experience in in uh, in, in Japan in Tokyo. But I feel like. Even even the Crazy. locals there, they probably prefer a bit more of an intimate izakaya, smaller kind of bars to spend uh, time with their friends. Um, it's a whole and you know cultural eat and drink there. 
like such a flip, mm-hmm. yo. And I think another thing was as well. It's like, what it was harder to kind of meet people in Japan than it was in Korea. Makes so sense. I think I think I think one of the clear difference clear differences I saw right is when I was in Korea and I was clubbing in Korea, right? Um, a lot of guys would would just come up to me and be like, "Oh, how's it going?" And they was to start kind of like talking and jamming, like mm. w- w- with me and like my friends there. Whereas like in Japan, never really got that in Tokyo. Like it would be just a bit harder to kind of talk to people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just I don't know shy, not 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 really the culture. Um, but I yeah, think that, that's I th- one thing I felt. I feel like obviously all of those, all, the both the countries that we talk about are pretty conservative, like conservative, like they're very conservative countries, right? But I feel like Japan mm-hmm. is a lot more conservative in in this in this sense if you're saying that mm. you couldn't if you if if you're if you're unable to like uh meet up with the people of that country or like engage in conversation with the country i feel like they're a lot more conservative in the sense where they where they're not as open to like meeting up with foreigners or like speaking to people that are visiting their country because you know here you yeah. can you can you can go to a, like a pub bar a club and then you can you just randomly start chatting to people, right? Yeah. Have you have you heard of uh, Hub in in Japan? Hub. Yeah, Ross, or have you heard of it? Uh, no, I haven't. So the the Hub right in Tokyo in Japan um, is basically like a British uh, pub chain. Okay. Oh yes, so I did hear about this, the, but I didn't. The know easiest the, name. the easiest way for Rama to understand it, it's basically their version of Thursday party. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right? I know. I know the one you're talking about now. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll go to a bit of Thursday party later. But um, in Japan, right, they have a thing, this thing called the Hub, and it's essentially a British pub chain um, where a lot of like travelers and foreigners go to. Yeah. Um, there's all they're always playing some kind of sport, international sport, uh, movie, series. I don't know whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. and people who are kind of like interested in speaking Japanese uh, or learning english they kind of go there and you can meet people yeah um whatever so like mm. before i went i i did a quick google and it was like oh this is a good bar for people who are traveling because you know it's very friendly people mm-hmm. can talk mm-hmm. blah 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 okay see when, when so, just just uh, just interject when you say that you searched it up and you thought it looked good i had the complete opposite reaction like even though right. i know you guys had a good time in thursdays in korea which we'll get into um, when I saw that, that I was immediately put off, which is why I didn't Hub. even remember when you mentioned it. Yeah, because the way that I'm seeing it, right? Like I'm going to Japan to get away from my own people. Mm. Like I don't want to go to Japan and like meet British people in Japan or meet American people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, the, the, I think the idea is like it's not meeting those people, but it's meeting people who are at least can Japanese people who can speak English and they're yeah. interested in talking. Because because you're not going to be able to start that at like a normal bar or izakaya because yeah, they, they, they probably wouldn't know are, English. I'll I'll try and search it up, but I did find other like language bars that weren't hub. Like I found ones that were like one offs, which I feel like would be more yeah. my so style. When I went to the hub, right, I felt like it was just a bit it was shit. It's a shit fest. Like yeah. really. Yo, it look, um it looks there's, there's really like, British. Yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. I would go there. I agree with what Ross is saying with the hub. It was, I, it's too much, right? I like when you look inside, it looks like a pub. Yeah, I personally like wouldn't like, go into hub because it's way too just British. Like Thursday, like th- talking about th- like Thursday party, we'll go a bit deeper. It just doesn't. It looks different. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't give the homely vibe. I think that's what's so, the biggest difference between like hub and 
Thursday party is. But anyways, you were saying? Yeah. So basically, the, the two things that I saw uh, when I was at Hub was basically um, a lot of white guys in there, right? Mm-hmm. Travelers. Yeah. Um, second thing was a lot of people trying to pick up. Yeah, uh, I think I was like, yeah, normal. okay, this is that kind of bar. It's a bit yeah. sleazy. Um, and basically, I was I went there with my friends. Okay, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so another guy and also um, two, two two of our friends. Like one one was Japanese, um, another one was Korean. Okay, and they were both female. And we went there because right, we're just gonna go get a drink. Okay, mm-hmm. um, just hang out, see if there's people there, meet new people, whatever. Okay, yeah. so when I was in there, the a guy just like kept trying to come to our table and mm. speak to my two friends female friends mm-hmm. yeah okay and he just would not fuck off like it was so awkward he was asking the weirdest questions was this a Where foreign are you guy from how's it huh a non non-japanese yeah non-japanese okay yeah okay. it's just a white guy uh it was actually a black guy okay yeah. I kept asking it. It's like it was so awkward because he was trying to make friends with me and I was like I'm not really interested in like talking to you yeah Right, like I'm here to just have a chill time. Uh, and I don't know, just the questions he was saying and the way he was approaching was just like super weird. Mm-hmm. And I, I could tell instantly my, my friends were like feeling off as well. They were like, mm, yeah. this is awkward, okay? What the fuck is it so always like literally that? tried to like get him to leave the table a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then luckily like my, my other mate came and when he came, um, the guy kind of like stared off a bit, but he kept trying to come back and like try to take socials, like Instagram or whatever. I was like, for fuck's sake, like, <laughs> this is my first time in this man. kind of bar. And this kind of sleaze fucker guy is just not even leaving <laughs> yo, like, my friends alone. I'm honestly the type of guy who'd yeah. be like, yo, look, my friends don't feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we basically said that we're okay. We're, we're I'm just going to stay here. I'm st- I would uh, straight up just ourselves. shut the guy down from like the second time. Because if I don't feel comfortable enough, yeah. I feel like my none of my friends are engaging with this with this type of person. Yeah, I'm but I feel like sometimes that makes more of a scene. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that can make the uh, the other party feel more awkward. Like if you're with the two girls, maybe they don't want to make a scene. So I get what Tyler's saying, where you like try and do it discreetly. Oh, see, the thing it depends, is, it depends on the people. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing about me. I am not afraid to cause a a scene per se, because I wouldn't be like, "Yo, fuck off, bro!" Like I wouldn't like yeah. start screaming at him. I'd like politely say, "Don't come back." And if this, yeah. if the if the other person wants to cause a scene, that's like that's them. Like I'd yeah. move away. I'd, yeah, I'd try and move it. away. I wouldn't. I wouldn't so, incite and yeah. be like, "Yeah, you wanna, you wanna fight?" Because I'm not. Yeah, so, I'm not in Britain. It's this is not. Yeah. This is not the country that I live in. Exactly. I'm in a foreign country. I could get kicked out. So so after that that scenario happened, right? I basically looked around. And I was like, "Oh shit, it's happening every fucking table." Right. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, let's leave." And then we left. And it's like, "Yeah, I'm not going back to like the hub ever again." The uh, hub. It, it was just a bit of a shit fest. Not, yeah. not really a style I feel like next time I'm, I'll, I'll just avoid it I'll just go somewhere better yeah um, as I said there are like if you I, I don't have them on the top of my head right now but there are other language bars um, dotted around and they're like one-offs so I feel like that's a better idea where you go to something that's a kind of one-off and it's grown up in that in that area rather than a, a chain that's so easy to find on Google like so easy to just type in best bar for foreigner and then it comes up because it's the it's like the pub, you know, like the it's supposed to be for foreigners where everyone speaks English. The menu is all in English and all of that. So I feel like that's probably a takeaway. Um, yeah. Just find find a one off. Yeah, I think uh, I think 
yeah, my advice similar to that in terms of nightlife, um, Japan wise, you can do a lot of bar hopping. You can go to clubs if you want, if that's your style. Personally, not for me. I would just hang out with mates, go to Itzakaya, go to smaller bars, cooler bars, yeah. uh, meet people that way. And um, one thing in Japan is right: if you want to meet new people, just hang outside a fucking Seven uh, Eleven. So, dude, everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone just outside convenience. I, I met so many everyone people outside that. convenience stores. Dude, okay. Well, okay, when I was staying in Shinjuku in the business hotel, what is um, up with that? Uh, we had we had a kambini at the end of the street from from our business hotel. And literally it was just all different it was like Japanese people and different foreigner groups. There were like so many people who were staying in hostels nearby and they all came to that kambini to buy drinks. Mm. And they just yeah. sat outside the kambini talking to like Japanese people. They were like Australian kids. There were some Americans, there were some French people. Like they were yeah. all just outside the kambini drinking and talking. I, so I, I think feel like in, that's in that sense it's a really good way to kind of meet people. Yeah, and uh, it's outside, so no one was being creepy because no one can like, you can't be creepy in front of like everyone. You know, mm. like people were keeping their distance. I mean, obviously there are people who are going to be creepy in front of everyone, but those are select cases. I think for the yeah. most part, like being in front of other people kind of stops people from being so creepy. Yeah, and and, and I think you, you, you can get a better kind of vibe as well. Um, yeah, bro. Because what, you, you're practically just on, on the street as well. It's just all just casual. You just came from like, uh, a convenience store together. Uh, store together. The, the one thing to try in the convenience store is teller. What is it? It's like that zero some some shit. Um, oh, I think it's called Strong Zero. Strong Zero. That was it, dude. I had one of those with um, my girlfriend's dad, and we were like, "What the hell is this?" It's like some, <laughs> like it's really strong. I don't even know what it is. Like I have, I have no idea what's in it, but it's hella strong. Um, yeah, and I, the think, other I think that's their their version of soju, basically, ramen. Right, right, uh, right. It's like I think it's canned canned fruity alcohol yeah right? it's like fruity alcoholy i didn't know we didn't know what it was we were just like trying lots of stuff but yeah it, it actually looks sounds... like a sparkling drink like just a normal fruit juice it's, or a fruit drink it sounds like yeah. some like energy drink strong yeah, yeah. they have they have really good ipas <laughs> as well i have to say like strong tokyo to, to, tokyo and kyoto had so many good ones in the kambinis they have so so many oh. good like craft ipas in the in the kambinis it's so so weird because normally you don't get good ipas like pretty much what what do you get in the UK like a brew dog that's it <laughs> over there they had so many different types yeah so um, yeah i think i think the takeaway from that for me is if you want to make friends stay in a hostel right mm-hmm. uh secondly yeah. just go hang outside some convenience stores and then once once the like a, the night comes and goes you'll probably end up going to like a karaoke a dance bar an izakaya like a smaller bar wherever i think yeah. just just obviously be safe but just go where the wind takes you so it's so, more activity based like more yeah. mini mini acti- mini activity based. yeah i'd say so and i say that there's more mm-hmm. than enough activities to do and there's a there's a bunch of cool bars that i can just call out real quick um there's one called there's there's like two of them i think two or three of them they're called the 300 bars so all the drinks inside are 300 yen um apparently those ones are quite good um that the 300 yen is excluding tax so i think the drinks like end up costing a little bit more than 300 yen but like the the price is set at 300 yen mm-hmm. um but but a lot of a lot of places recommended trying them out yeah um there was one that i saw that looked really cool called uh record bar analog and it's uh-huh. basically a bar that's like they play all the music on turntables and use old records Ooh. so that one seemed pretty cool to me um pretty big draw and it's it was near shibuya as well so the, the 300 bars are like kind of dotted around. I know there's a big one in Ginza, uh-huh. um, but there's a couple other ones. Uh, another cool bar was the 8-Bit Cafe. So that's mm. a bar that has like really old school retro gaming systems. 
-hmm. and they have like gaming themed drinks it sounds like a bit cringe but i think in the actual bar it looks really really cool and people actually do go there to play like super nintendo and like gamecube games and stuff like that so that that one sounded pretty cool to me and just before we move on to korea side of things right i just wanted to say like in terms of um japan there's like a really big decision everybody takes at the night time right um what's that basically you either get the last train home uh-huh. uh which well, is super packed <laughs> super tr- packed okay the last train because i've taken the last train um or the one in the morning okay yeah and uh, let me just tell you now avoid the one in the morning okay because i've <laughs> taken it once Okay, the, the night I went clubbing um, and out, right? We literally had to stay out because a, t- a taxi back to our Airbnbs or hotels or whatever would cost like 80, 80 pounds. What the so hell? You, you have to wait for the first train. And when you get the f- when you get to the platform of the first train uh, where it's coming, okay, so many people, it's like a rush hour, okay? When you get yeah. on the train, you can't sit down. It's like, it's like uh, 5 p.m. in like New York or London. Wait, yeah, so-, so the last train and the first train are that packed. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's, the everyone's wasted. Mm. The first train is around 5 a.m. People are tra- lining up for 5 a.m.? Yeah. Holy yeah. There's, there's, shit. There was, there's people like um, outside, like Shibuya and, and Shinjuku are literally just sleeping on, on, this, on the Dude, steps. Dude, you've got to feel bad. Station. Imagine you had to, you had to take a 5 a.m. train to get to your office and you have to take the train with these drunk people all the time. But 5 a.m. for office, what time do they start work there? Holy I don't know, shit. dude. Some people some people here go on the train at 5 a.m. I mean, not many, right? No, like, like, you go on the train at 5 a.m. I'd like go, I'd, I'd get on the train at like 6 a.m. when I had morning shifts, which, or like 5.30, but still not that many people on, on, the, on the train at that time. Cause yeah, no, but imagine, if the, my point is like, imagine you're going for a morning damn. shift and you get on the train and it's just all drunk people. Holy shit. Because like here, yeah, here it's like construction... <laughs> or mm. retail early morning shift or like coffee shops like not the business people going at like 5 6 a.m unless it's like people coming from outside of london which we wouldn't see because they'd come on like the the tfl rail or like the c2c they wouldn't necessarily be on the like underground underground gets more packed at like what seven seven eight Mm, that's when it starts yeah. getting packed because 9 a.m is like start time right for office hours 9 to 5 yeah Damn. but i think this is more you know friday uh saturday morning sunday morning saturday morning what the hell uh, but i'm not I'm, I'm not saying they work so I'm, holy I think shit it's probably not working that's crazy right? yeah it's probably just drunk people dude yeah so many of them, it's so many yeah, of them to crazy. the point where it's packed to be Yo, honest i think mad. it's an experience i think it's an experience if you go to japan take the 5 a.m train Dude, we, we got on the we got Shibuya, on the morning rush hour when we were when we were going to the the shinkansen and we had our suitcases and i felt so embarrassed like that i would never do that again we were all so awkward because basically what we did is we got on like right before the rush hour hit because we were running to the station to get on before the rush hour right right so right. we we just got onto the train and we had to take this train all the way to um, I can't remember what JR station we were going to, but we were going quite a ways on this one train. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we did. We had already done the changes before rush hour hit, so it was a bit busy. But mm-hmm. then we were on this final train to get to get to the last stretch, and so we shoved all of our suitcases in a corner, and we all just basically like straddled the suitcases, basically like standing above them to take up as much, like take up as little space as possible. Yeah, yeah. And we felt so awkward because the businessman getting on 
were just like absolutely death staring like these fucking all these tourists they're taking up our train like i'm trying to get to work i can't get on this train it was such a such a like <laughs> unpleasant experience just for like from like a embarrassment point of view because i felt so bad because i can i know that when i'm go when i was going to work at like i don't know 8 30 or something and i really needed to get on a train and then there was a bunch of tourists like with their suitcases it's so annoying so i was just sitting there like damn i became that tourist god damn i don't it. see here i don't see as much like suitcases unless i'm taking like what what's that line oh Victoria, man Piccadilly? i had so many coming from coming from like from wembley way on the jubilee oh Tourists that's different love the jubilee man that's different yeah Tourists just, that, <laughs> they just fucking love the jubilee the so they get on there because i'm going i'm going so from annoying. east east to central so i yeah rarely not see that many that. people are going to stay in east right but like so i don't know why it was swiss cottage always had so many tourists swiss in the cottage morning and they're just like people. trying to shove Dude, I don't even know. They were just like shoving themselves on. So I just felt like I, ha I ended up being one of those people. Um, but to go all the way back to the Piss Alley, Tal, I'll tell you what that is uh, before we move on. So Piss Alley is, uh, it's like Omaide Yokocho. So it means Memory Alley, but it's been nicknamed to Piss, piss Alley. Piss Alley. Yeah. What, so it's like people, people call it like, quote unquote, ghetto dining and drinking experience. <laughs> and basically what it's the like the it's ghetto. like it's like yeah literally the, it's like called the ghetto ghetto eating or something i don't know why probably Such an american term but weird way but, of phrasing it Especially but basically these days. it's like golden guy but is but it's for like yakitori so it's like izakaya and yakitori shops so yakitori is like like chicken shops so it'll be like um like chicken skewers and, and all of that and it, it's basically an alley that just has a ton of izakayas and and chicken shops where you go eat so it's basically the golden guy of eating instead of drinking mm. okay 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 so cheap cheap so, food yeah, yeah so, so it's cheap yeah. I, I honestly i don't know where it's the piss term came cheap. from i, I just imagine. know that it's called piss alley i can imagine why but, but if, you, if you if you look it up um it, it looks pretty much the same as golden guy but with is, is it near eating. golden guy like potentially they yeah, finish drinking at let golden me, guy and then just come there and piss let me check. I'll search it up right now. Um, Might be because it's like shit cheap. That's why it's called. Okay, so what it says here is the atmosphere remained largely, largely unchanged until 1999 when a fire destroyed most of the restaurants and shops in the alley. Fortunately, the local government decided to rebuild the area exactly as it had been, preserving the old Japan vibe you cherished. Um, doesn't say why it's called Piss Alley, but apparently it was... It's purposefully meant to look old school because uh, you'll probably recognize it if you actually search it up because a lot of people go there just to take pictures with the alley because it has a very specific look and like old school vibe that comes with it. Okay. Um, so if you, if you look it up, it's like that place that you'll see with like a bunch of flowers and then like all these neon, like not neon, but like all these old restaurant signs and there's so many of them and I've seen so many cliche photo shoots happen in that alley um but but yeah it's basically just an alley to eat to eat in that's that's basically it it's cramped as hell yo yeah when you search it up it's just really really cramped so it says due to the lack of restroom facilities patrons would wander off and relieve themselves on the oh. nearby train tracks <laughs> there we go it didn't take long for the piss alley to earn its name piss yeah alley. so apparently it's because there's no there's no toilet so people just it's go pit, piss on the train tracks and then come back fuck yeah, it's really cramped, and the places are tiny. Yeah, yeah, like they look—they look like four, or five person max cubicle. 
Yeah. But I think I think that's another one that like kind of tick the tick the bucket list, especially if you if you're one of those people that loves taking pictures for social what, media. What to, to to go and piss on the piss alley? No, no, no. I mean like for for, <laughs> for people who really like social media, but in, even if you don't, cheap food. It looks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that the thing that interested me about it was more the the cheap food and the like unique story behind it with mm. with the fire, mm. um, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I I don't think people piss too much on it right now. I have to say though, I did take a really late train in Tokyo, and there was a guy who just pissed on the, on the on the metro. On the he train. Went, yeah, yeah. So so the, in in there, it's like you know when you get an overground train, but not not like a not like a tube. Like you're going to like Norfolk or oh. Oxford or Cardiff. You know, like the the Western Rail. Rail. Like yeah. yeah, the big trains, right? Mm. So you know when you're going in between those carriages, you have to click to open a door. Yeah. Then you're in this little like connecting part, and then you click it again. Yeah. So yeah. some of the trains in uh, some of the metro trains had that. So he just went into the middle of that, pissed, and then came out the other side. <gasps> yeah, I I think th this kind of reminds me of one of the problems as well that I faced in Japan. There's a lack of toilets. Okay. Yeah. Like definitely. when you're when you're out on a night out, right? Um, most of the time you're on the streets. Okay, you're in front of convenience stores. Mm. You're you're like going to different bars. You're bar hopping, right? Yeah. But a lot of it is moving around, and when you like, sometimes they don't have a toilet inside. Sometimes the same toilet thing is with, same thing with too bins. small or it's There's packed. No yeah, yeah. So that was one of the things that I kind of faced. Is like, oh shit, that you you got you kind of got to be careful uh, in terms of uh, when you need to go to toilet. Like sometimes <laughs> the toilet as well. It's it's in the same like building. But you got to take a key and you got to go around the corner and then outside across the roof and then down down a set of stairs. Like it's a whole fucking mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, to say, toilet. sometimes the toilets are in really weird places. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I a lot of people well. stick to you know um, big, bigger izakayas or bigger bars because they'll have facilities Availability like that. Availability of toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more. But if you're just out on a cheap kind of um, bar hopping time, uh, you might have some difficulty. But um, Weird. yeah. Sh should we move on to Korea? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think. Lot any any last words, Russ, for Japan nightlife? Um, Japan obviously nightlife, obviously I mean, we can't were... really sum it up, but yeah, I can't I can't really yeah. sum it up. There were a couple other bars that I took note of. One was called Geronimo Shop Bar, which I talked to someone about this, and and they said it's pretty common, but I hadn't heard of it before. But basically, it's a bar where, um, it's like famous for doing shots. They have like a shot scoreboard. And, mm -hmm. um, and when like, there's like a bell or something. And when people ring it, you, everyone in the bar gets a free shot. So I didn't know that that was a thing, but I was talking to someone and they said that that's like pretty common, but that one was also listed as like a pretty good one for foreigners because they have an English menu. Um, mm. and the other one that I really was interested in, there was one called JBS, which was jazz blues soul. Um, and they had like over 11,000 jazz records. Damn. Um, in the bar so that one was it was pretty big for me because i really like jazz music and uh final one was tokyo whiskey library so that one is is, is mm. a bougie place it's not it's not, not going to be for cheap drinks but um it basically was a draw because again whiskey and japan go hand in hand and uh they have apparently over a thousand different types of whiskey there and I think that in general, the median price was around 13 quid per drink because it's nice whiskey. So it's not going to be a cheap place, but it was one to call out, I think. Um, but other than that, I think 
as Tala said, I didn't really see many people going clubbing. I'm not going to lie. I think there's a lot more in terms of eating and going to bars. And there definitely seems to be much more of a bar culture. And I think the other thing that will shock most people is bars are very small there. They're not big. They're like usually genuinely bar seats. It's not like in the UK where you sit at the bar for novelty and then there's tables elsewhere. Like pretty yeah, yeah, much yeah. you're going to be sitting at a bar most of the time. So um, that's probably something that, that people find a bit odd. But but what did you find it like in Korea? How is, how is, how is it so... like? Tali, you can speak to this, but how is it different? Um, I think I think the first thing is uh, there's a lot more variety in Korea. Okay. Like if you want something like a casual night out, you can get the casual night out in like in Izakaya or mm. a similar style um, of Izakaya. So I think actually, no, they, they, they both give variety. I think the clubs are just better in Korea um, in terms of music. And there's different like atmospheres you can get, right? You can get ones where you can just go and dance because there's like a few good dance clubs in, in Seoul. Mm. Or you can just go chill out with friends and dance. Um, there's ones where, you know, if you want more hip hop, if you want more pop, you want more EDM. And there's different kind of uh, different kinds of people in different areas. So I think mm. we, we we touched on this before, like Hongdae is more young people, university mm. students. Whereas if you go to Itaewon, it'll be more like uh, mid-20s young professionals. Sports, and then if maybe. you go to like Gangnam, it'll be kind of more of the rich folk who kind of aspire to be something else. So I feel like there's different varieties for what you want. Um, another big thing that I found was easier to make friends or talk to people mm. in Korea. Uh, maybe Rami can touch on that. Yeah, no, I, I think before I move on, um, one of the biggest differences I feel, although I haven't been, but just from hearing is Korea is a more nightlife friendly country or Seoul is a much more nightlife friendly city than Tokyo is. I feel like Tokyo has a short nightlife like span. Like, as you know how you were saying you either get the last train or you don't i feel like most people would get the last train and go home that's 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 the kind of vibe that i get i don't i don't feel it doesn't from like hearing the stories and like having watched like vlogs and stuff like that it just feels like there's less people out at night in tokyo as opposed to in in korea in seoul the it, friday saturday there's people out all night long yeah like you will see people out all the time at yeah, all it'll, times. it'll be packed like 3 3 a.m on yeah. the road yeah 3 a.m everyone's still out people are nothing's closed yet everything like most things are open until 6 a.m some places even until like some clubs even until as long as there's people still inside it's going to be open mm. yeah that's why i made a specific note of that one bar that was open until five because i didn't think that there would be that many that were open that late Mm-hmm. like there in, 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 in Korea there's there's just it's just like full on nightlife is a really big thing and it's dry, like I, I feel like the youth yeah. especially like in Hongdae as he was mentioning it's more youth youthful people because mm. Hongdae basically yeah. is like the university area town area yeah. so Hongdae stands for Hongik Tehakyo which means Hongik University that's okay. what Hongdae stands for. So Hongdae, so the place and so the university. Mostly for uni students. Because the, the university is right next to 
the area. Yeah. Like you could walk through the university if you wanted to. That whole you can see the building like when you come out the mm. come out and, the station. And I think in that university, right, there's a lot of creative arts. It's a creative like, arts uh, university. Music. Oh, cool. Uh, actual art. So a lot of that kind of influences out into the nightlife mm -hmm. and into the kind of leisure activities and the bars and the restaurants that yeah. you can. Yeah, because when you go, go when yeah when you go there, there's like one half where there's street food. There's more pubs in that area. There's mm. there's more of the um, like the arcades and the clubs on the I'd say on one side, and then the other side mm. there's like a road of food, food shops like to get food. Yeah. And also street performance as well. Of course, street performances yeah. close at like eleven. They stop. The, mm. the police come at 11 and they stop because me and Steve tried it when when we went there for a month in 2017. We did it. We did it one day and then we were told like 11 o'clock. The police came and they were like, yeah, yeah, pack up. 11 o'clock's the cutoff time for like street performances, I guess in sections. Because mm. even at 2 a.m. There, there could be like one person doing like a nice guitar kind of thing. You know, like singing with his guitar on, and it's not too loud. As long as it's not yeah, too loud, I think they'll, they'll have fans coming. as well. Yeah, yeah, they'll there'll be fans, like really? people out yeah. there to watch these street performers. Yeah. The buskers. Yeah, the buskers. They're yeah. out there, like Damn. they have fan clubs and stuff like that. It's yeah. crazy. That's wild. And and Raman, in in terms of venues, right? But before we talk about Thursday party, right? Mm. I think, I think we we actually got a very kind of authentic experience, in terms of we we went to I don't know if you remember, but we went to that kind of massive bar uh restaurant area mm. and it was literally all koreans and it was only like me you um one of our other mates who were the only kind of foreigners in there and it was just like rows of tables and like everyone else was just korean and you could tell that this was a core part of their nightlife in terms of groups of people would go out here what, a pocha? You're talking about a pocha? Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the name. It's like something pocha. So it's pocha is basically so the gathering yeah. area. Pochas are basically like the the definition is like kind of like a street vendor okay. where you can sit down. So regular pochas on the street, they have like a orange tent usually, tent, yeah, tented seated area. Oh, Raman, I think, I think I'm talking more about inside because it was more like a restaurant. Pocha yeah, no, deal, so, so there's two different types of pochas there's the street ones which are on the street and there's it there's like a car and the, there's the tented and then there's the pochas which are like shops like little restaurants yeah. you go pre-drinking or pre-food kind of thing and those ones are the ones where you usually go for what they call hunting a lot of the times the whereas the vet the street <laughs> the street vendors where you can hunting. actually seat that word <laughs> the, the street vendors the ones that you can actually sit down and like on uh, that are on the outside and that are like the the tented ones they're usually just for food literally just for yeah, like you know a snack. what's funny you you use the word hunting and when i searched up pocha korea yeah um it came up with something called food hunt equals pocha korean restaurant Oh yeah, so, so hunting what is. Are you talking about food hunting? No, no. So hunting, hunting in their sense is basically going out to find a mate for either. Basically, the what the guys or, were doing to Tala and Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, basically, so, they're basically looking to smash. Yeah, yeah. so it's, 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 it's like, it's like it, yeah. mate hunting. Kind <laughs> Yo, of thing. That's I, what I finally found pictures of the outdoor ones with the tent. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've not. I, I'm. The three times I've been, I've not been once to one because I haven't had okay. the. When we go, we're going. I haven't had the luck of finding one, but I know that they're the they're like very yeah. authentic, very like Korean. 
really original got something, got something yeah, I've, I've been to I've actually been to an outside one um and then I've been in to an tent. inside one as well nice yeah yeah in a tent I haven't one, yeah. been one and 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 an inside one I, I just think it's like a really good experience like obviously I think we were with one of our Korean friends um who kind of like led the way a bit and which port are you talking very, about it's the one it was one in the Hongdae Hongdae area what the big one the one yeah it was massive there was two floors Okay, so so in that, I think it's if, if, one floor. If something is that big, what distinguishes it as a pocha rather than a restaurant? Is it the type of food that they sell? Yeah, is so it it's the of type big? of it's the type of what they call like Anju food, which is like alcohol food. So ah, drink, okay, food. so that's like what that distinguishes it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's the atmosphere as well a bit. Yeah, mm. it's not it's not yeah. like a sit down you eat a meal kind of thing. You actually go yeah. there. You have to get your side like your Anju dishes. And then you mm. mainly just order masses of like drinks. Okay, so it's like a pub yeah, situation yeah, yeah. It's a, where it's, it's like f- you're going there to drink, but you might eat as well. Yeah, you have to eat. But really, the idea. Okay, so you have yeah, to. Yeah, you have the to have a menu more for drinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you what do you find with the food then? Is the food is the food good in Pochas or not well, really? Oh, to be honest, really there was like this. Um, there was like a seafood kind of spicy um soup thing i forgot yeah. what, his na- what his name is ramen you might know it's like red very spicy Hemultang? i don't know that's the only thing that yeah. i know it yeah like it's, it's very very spicy but i remember having that in there and i was like oh wow this is a drinking establishment but their soup is so good it's because the, the pocha that we went to is basically a chain of one of the most famous um chefs in korea it's one of his chain like pochas or restaurants yeah. So like his food yeah. is always apparently like really good or his like yeah. menus. Uh, I would say like, to be honest, if if you don't speak Korean and uh, if you don't really have any Korean friends, I don't think there's any point really going there nah, unless not. you want to get an experience. Um, um, not, the, the second, yeah. Not necessarily. See, for your, I, th- I think your, dis- your experience compared to my experience is a little bit different because when me and Stevie went um, a couple of times when we were there for a month, we went to that exact same pocha. Hanch- I think it's Hanshin, Hanshik pocha or Hanshin pocha. I don't remember what it's called mm. in Hongdae. Um, once we went with like a group of people and we, we, like, we talked to people on other tables and they were willing to like speak in English. And then another time we went with just one, like one other person and we, were ma- we managed to speak in English. But that's because we were on the upper floor. I think on the, when you go in specifically into that pocha, when you go to the upper floor, people are more like into approaching other tables and being like, oh, would you like to join our table or mm. blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, you know, hunting. So you're like, if you catch someone's eye or someone's eye, someone catches you and they come up to you and blah, blah, blah. You kind of mix in that way. But if you're downstairs, it's usually food. Because when we went, we got sat downstairs because only Hamin, I believe, was the Korean there. And the, and it was me, Stevie, and Tala, the non-Korean. So there was four of us. Yeah. And three of us were non-Korean. So they, instead of sitting us upstairs, they just sat us downstairs. Okay. Because they were like, oh, these guys are probably had, just here for food. Because you had, you had one of the hometown brothers with you. Yeah, like, like, he's, yeah, he's New Zealand, downstairs. he's New Zealand Korean. But like, yeah, even with him, we weren't, they, they wouldn't give us upstairs. I feel like they kind of changed the rules or something like that. There, there is a bit of like a stigma against um, foreigners there, but that can be like a whole different whole different thing but yeah like that that time that me that we went as a whole group in 2018 when tala was there then it it, it was different it was more just us like having 
2019, sorry, yeah. It was more just pre's than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than anything. It was kind of just like um, just having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I felt like if, if I was if I was like by myself or if I was with just one or two friends, I probably just wouldn't, wouldn't go oh, there. Oh, yeah, no, I no, would, no. I would, next time I would just go oh, somewhere actually, else. actually, no. Me and Steve went when we were there. We just, just two of us. And we didn't yeah. get sat upstairs. We got sat downstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we 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 went once um just by ourselves. I think it was like the third time because we enjoyed the food there as well. The food there was really good. Yeah, the the food's really good. The so we really literally good. just went there for like keramari, which is egg roll, and like we just went there for the food and we got sat downstairs and we were like, Oh, of course, yeah. But we, we didn't think anything of it, but thinking back on it, I'm like, Oh yeah, it makes sense. They're probably gonna just there's two of us, we're both foreigners, they're gonna sit us downstairs, they don't they don't expect anything from us. Because the, mm. the the servers and the people in the that are working, they also keep an eye out for potentials, I guess. Like if if you're gonna send them upstairs for, like if these people are going to hunt or be hunted, because that's that's kind of that's kind of their job as well to kind oh, of. Wow. Okay, so so, so let me that. ask this. Let me ask this then. If is 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 hunting a, a predominantly male activity no. or is it also females hunt too? Females hunt too. Okay. One hundred percent. So they didn't, put, they didn't okay. put you two guys upstairs for what reason? Like they didn't think anyone was gonna find you attractive or what? Like why? Did they I keep think you it's downstairs? mainly based on us being just solely us being foreigners as well. Okay. It was two foreign guys. They probably don't know how to speak any Korean. They're probably okay. gonna have a hard time up like up top. So doing anything. so essentially, essentially the the server looked at you and then decided to cock block you. Well, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. It's it's kind of like part of their job, Roman. You said part of their job to cock block. Yeah, no, because the thing is, they you make they they also make revenue from when two tables join, because when two no tab- when How two come? tables join, they order more stuff because ah, there's more people. Okay. I thought you meant you actually had to pay ah, to, okay. to combine no, 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 tables. No, no. I was so like, like, damn, I really when like the two through. tables become like one table, they tend to order it, more. That's food. actually a good business idea. They tend yeah, to order allow more. T- food. Allow Tinder, Tinder in real life. Combine your tables, pay us a fee. If you yeah. go home together, pay us a fee. Yeah, they they <laughs> they order more food, they order more drinks, and then they leave and mm. do whatever activities, whether it's karaoke, whether it's going to the club, whether it's going to yeah. pub pub crawling at like two a.m., which you can still do. You can still pub crawl okay. at two a.m. So break it break it down for me then. Break it down for me. So pocha is where you're going. You said for pre's, right? You're gonna eat a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, and you're yeah, gonna yeah, drink. Yeah. Okay, where do you go after a pocha? You go to pubs. What? Well, well, to be honest, you you, you can you can pre your start anywhere you want. Yeah, you can pre right. your start anywhere you want. If you're hungry, yeah. if you need some food before you're gonna like really start dr- consuming drinks, yeah. and you haven't had anything for like dinner, I would suggest go there, get some food, spend like an hour there, have a couple of drinks, mm. and then like you know digest a little bit and then go because otherwise you mm. know you're gonna be you're gonna be fucked completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But if you've got um, food I, I in the system, then you could just go straight pubs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think um, we, we also went to like another place, Robert. We went to like some gaming area. Do you remember? Oh, mate. That was like, actually it was, fun. It was so fun. Yeah. I actually so had no fun. fucking clue what was happening. I had but never you, been you, before. I think you'll, you'll be able to explain it better than me. But from what I know, right, is basically you enter this kind of bar, Ross, okay? Yeah. And um, you have different tables, okay? Mm. And on the table is like a, an iPad or like a, a screen. Which yeah. you can basically challenge other other tables. Yeah. And whoever wins it basically gets a prize. Oh sick. And it can be like a snack, um, 
a sweet drink, uh, an alcoholic Dude, drink, a like whatever, like whatever you're kind of fighting for at that yeah. time. And what happens is basically if you like somebody from another table, like you challenge them and then let's say you win, you basically get that prize and you give it to them. Ah, uh, okay. So you destroy them at whatever game you're playing and then you just <laughs> yeah, give yeah, them yeah, yeah. consolation prize. Because the thing is, you have to also pay for it. Ah, so when you win, you, when you, okay. So when you win, do you pay for No, your we don't pay for it. They winnings? pay for it. Ah, so the loser pays for the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gets oh, it gets that's added that's to the cool tab. It gets added yeah. to the tab. And and when we when we went there, right, like literally me, Ram, and Stevie, we were literally winning every single one, and we got so many free, <laughs> so, and so many much free, free stuff. stuff. Yeah, it was like our hilarious. table was fucking packed of free yeah. stuff. Because we had food. We have because one thing about these establishments is you have to order food. Yeah, they have to somehow make money because. If we just go there, because it's not a pub, they yeah. have to make money. Yeah, so they're not, like, you have to order either, one dish, 100%, depending on how many yeah. people. Two people, one dish. Three people, you could get away with one dish and maybe like a small, like really small side dish kind of thing. Yeah. Right? So essentially what it is, is you can just go there to have pre's and just game with random people. Right? That's pretty sick though. Just play games. You, you could just like look at tables and be like, oh, uh, challenge this number table. And just play games and, you know, yeah. just like thank each other and move on. There has to be nothing involved, not, no hunting involved. Nothing has to be involved. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's more just enjoyment. Yeah, but if it gets to that point, then it's all game. Like everyone's game. Like it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's li- and it's actually <laughs> so much fun because we went there twice. We went there on a Sunday once. It was pretty empty that Sunday, but that Sunday I felt like we had a lot more interaction with people. And then the, mm. the other time that we went was a Saturday. It was much, it was much more packed. It was I mm. felt so like it this, was a lot harder to interact with people. Is this a common like theme where you can play the play games, or is this just like a one off place See, that you guys went to? I had no idea they existed. I think it's one offs until okay. I had no idea they existed until the last time that I went because someone, I saw them pull up the name so we can shout I, it I, out. I feel like it's it's just like a different form of you know. Um, nighttime entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's a different, it's yeah, a different yeah. type of like pre's. Yeah, and there was like I saw like a lot of people. They would literally just come play for like an hour, eat something, uh, win some, lose some, and then just literally just leave oh. and just go well, wherever. What, they what area was it? In? This was in Hongdae. I believe there's one in Gangnam as well. I'm 100 percent sure there's one in Gangnam. I don't think there's any in Itaewon though. The only reason okay, why, yeah. I, why I don't think there's more in Itaewon is because Itaewon's range, age range is vast because it's foreigners okay. and when when we speak of foreigners it's mainly older people people in their 30s people in their late 20s who are living there or working there and they're just foreigners yeah. and they cannot be asked to learn in, learn any korean or cannot interact in korean at all those kinds of people whereas Hongdae mm. it's mainly like 20s university students and Gangnam is mainly the upper range of age and the people who usually are more professionals and have a mm. lot of money that kind of thing so those two places have it or gold diggers or gold uh, diggers yeah. in gangnam <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, gangnam yeah, is yeah. for sure for like sure. filled with gold diggers like there's stories that i can tell and like it's it's proven that there is 100 percent gold. Should, should, should we have a separate story for this i mean separate episode <laughs> yeah i mean we can <laughs> but just to like so just to sum up the gaming um pocha thing the only th- Downside is you have oh, to. Oh, so, so it was a so it was a pocha. It was a pocha that had. Games. It's kind of it's kind of like a gaming pocha, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the name was? 
I don't I don't one hundred percent remember. But if you like type in okay. gaming Pota in Hongdae, it, there's I think there okay. is only one, like main yeah. one. And I think I think the last thing we want to talk about is Thursday party. Oh, but before that, um, like in gaming Pota, yeah. you cannot go in and if you're all foreigners and none of you know how to speak Korean, they won't let you in. Oh really? So when me, Tyler and Stevie went on a Sunday, we were let off because I could speak Korean uh, to okay. the the guy who lets us in. So like the, and he was nice. the person who, yeah. who lets us in with the ticket, he, they were like, oh, they okay, were surprised guys, that I could speak to I them like fairly fluently. So they let us in. And the second time that we went, we had me, Stevie and Tala again, but we also had Hamin with us, who was Korean. But because yeah. it was such yeah. a packed day and they didn't have tables for four people. At first, the guy, the guy was like, yo, I can't let you in because there's three of you who don't speak Korean and only one person who speaks yeah. Korean. But then once I interjected and I was like, look, 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 no, Hamin can speak Korean. I'm also speaking to him in Korean right now. I can speak Korean. So yeah. like we can, they had to split us up into twos because all the tables were, all the four per man tables were filled. They only had tables yeah. for two people, like a pair. You know time. what's funny? So, so I thought you made this hunting thing, but as I just looked for the, for the pocha, mm. One came up. It's not the one that you were talking about, but it literally says this bar is called Hunting Bar in Korean, which is <laughs> yeah. the Japanese version of a Korean, Koreans or uh, Japanese version. It's a Korean version of a singles bar. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the word uh, hunting is a, is like a commonly used phrase. I thought yep. you just said no, it. no, no, no. I, <laughs> so in in Hongdae, you know, remember the Hanshik pocha that we were talking about, the one that we yeah, got the food. Yeah. Right opposite that, there's a pocha called Green Light it's Pocha. Yeah, and that's <laughs> mainly light. that's that's one hundred percent a singles pocha, and yeah. you can't go in there as a foreigner because it's only Korean people that go there. Like mm. foreigners just tend to not go in there because there's a huge line, it goes around the building, and you only see Korean people. It's only for Koreans to meet Koreans kind of thing. Like it's not an it's yeah. not like they will turn you away if you're not Korean. But yeah, foreigners to, to tend honest, to not go there. There's, there's like a part of me who doesn't even want to go. Oh, to I don't want to go there. Is, because that, that I feel like, like I feel more comfortable when there's like a mix of people. Mm -hmm. There's like mm -hmm. some some international people, some some British people, you know, whatever, wherever you're from, European, Asian, American, whatever. And then also, you know, there's Koreans. Because I think that's why I didn't really like the first place we went to. Like the food was good, atmosphere was good, but like I wouldn't really go there too much by myself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like it was not that diverse, just, just you know, for the Koreans. Um but should should we talk about Thursday Thursday party? Oh yeah, uh, our favorite place from twenty nineteen for sure. Yeah, I think it was it was, it was pretty good. Like I'll I'll give like a short summary. It's basically a bar um, that goes on until like three four a.m. and inside there, there's a lot of travelers that come, a lot mm. of international students, uh, international travelers, workers, whatever, and then there's obviously a lot of people who um, are. Korean there who know English and who can speak and mm -hmm. the best thing about the vibe right is it's like an, it's like a bit of an honest vibe like when you go there and you speak to people it's always kind of like much more interesting real people and you always yeah it's like real people like you're all there just to have a good time mm -hmm. like there's nothing like ulterior like there's no ulterior motives yeah, there really behind there yeah everyone's there just to have a good time and I like the number of people and friends I made there it was like even acquaintances, right? Like not even like close friends, but like people who were just chill and nice mm. and receptive. Mm -hmm. Um was just it just made me feel like welcome. Yeah. In mm. in the country, into the nightlife. And I felt like that was such a good starting point. Cause you can meet people there and then you can go somewhere else together 
uh, wherever like you know the the night takes you. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's it's nothing like the hub where you would feel like oh I've come to Korea and I'm meeting foreigners. You're not actually there to meet foreigners. You're there to mingle with Koreans who are open to speaking English or open to making friends with people who are not from Korea. Yeah, like it. And I realized like a lot of them had already kind of lived abroad. Yeah, or they were planning on living abroad. Um, or they like su- super really liked like international TV series mm-hmm. or they wanted to kind of <clears throat> um, use more of the English or whatever. Yeah. And e- even when I was there, like I made like a number of like male friends. Like they yeah. were just, they would just come up to me. Oh, like, yeah, the oh, guys are really there. friendly there. Where are you up? Uh, where are you up to? Let me, let me get you a drink. Let me get you this. Like, let's go hang out. Yeah. So it's kind of like, we're very friendly. You know, okay. like, it was, a, it was a good vibe in general. Yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 a it's 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 very fun, and the music there is really good as well. For like just and these are a big thing. These are like spread out. Yeah, so there's one there's one main one in in each of the three towns that we were talking about. So Hongdae, there's one. There's one in Itaewon as well, and there's one in Gangnam. Which unfortunately we I personally haven't had the chance to go yet because I don't know where it's located specifically. (laughs) Because Gangnam is so big. It's difficult okay. to move the the whole area. It's pretty big. Yeah, like, okay. Even when you're in there, it's a mission just to yeah. get to another part in in Gangnam. Because there's okay. lights everywhere. It's huge, man. There's yeah. just yeah. Mad, like, let's say, for example, you you decide to go there, um, and like it t- doesn't turn out to be well, your whole night's basically wasted. Yeah, because because oh, okay. taking the taxi back is like a bit of money. Like you have to spend a bit yeah. from. So so break to... break down the areas for me a bit. What so Gangnam the Gangnam is is what for like richer people? Yeah, or? it's the more older people who want to hang out with older people. The people who I, who I think really when when Raman says older people, it's kind of like mid to late twenties, early thirties. Oh no, forties as, as well. Forties well. as well. It's people who give a shit about looks. Okay. Mainly everything oh, yeah, about yeah. looks. There's so much plastic. So like it's the cap. That's what that's the place what's made Seoul like the pl- the capital of plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. <laughs> yeah. Gangnam is the place that has made Seoul in the world's eyes like capital of plastic surgery now. Mm. Gangnam is the everywhere any every other street there's a plastic surgery hospital yeah. in a building. Like yeah. almost every do, building has one. In do, Gangnam. do you remember I told you um we, st- we I stayed in Apujang, right? And when when I told one of my Korean friends, right, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm moving to, like, the Apujang area just for, like, a week. He was like, oh, yeah, you're going to see some monsters at night. Okay? Yeah. And I was like, Wait, what the fuck is he on about, right? Maybe it's, like, mistranslation or, like, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. something wrong. Um, then, basically, one day I was walking out nighttime in the area. And there was two people that were, um, they were working, walking side by side, right? They had ma- They had, like, bandages all over their face. Okay, and like a cap on, and like the hair was sticking out here, and like it just looked really fucking creepy and weird. Yeah. Like they were a and monster. What, they, what were they recovering from? Some kind plastic of nose surgery, surgery yep. or uh, jaw surgery. surgery or something like that. Oh, Ramen, do, do you remember when we accidentally turned up into a um, plastic surgery? <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, yeah. What, you yeah. guys were going to get some work done? No, no, no. So, so basically, do, do you want to explain or should I explain? No, you do it, you do it. All right, cool. <laughs> Uh, we, we were basically that day we were out just in a cafe restaurant yeah. um, in Apujong area Gangnam area we're just exploring okay it was me Ram and Stevie okay? yeah, yeah yeah so Stevie's basically lactose intolerant okay so he can't <laughs> have anything okay. dairy yeah. okay yeah. and we needed coffee 
So we went to like a nice coffee place and let's just say he drank a lot of coffee and I think it had milk in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we were basically, um, after we did that, like he drank quite a lot. Like their coffee sizes are quite big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can get a large and like extra large. And we were just walking, right? And then he's like, oh shit, it's code brown. Okay. <laughs> so code brown, you can guess what that means, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Something's coming. Okay. Yeah. And it ain't pretty. And um, we, we were like, oh shit, okay, if you need to go now. Uh, also, I needed to take um, a piss as well, like, because okay. I drank too much coffee. Yeah. So we're like, all right, cool, we'll, we'll, we'll go and find a toilet. Yeah. So the thing with Gangnam and the Upper Trung area, the fucking roads are massive. Massive. Okay? okay. So when you're walking, like, literally, it, like days. it just takes forever to walk, like, the, okay. the roads. Okay. And we went to like I think a restaurant first, and they're like, "Sorry, we can't let you in because you're not you're not ordering." Mm. Okay, yeah. so Makes we're sense. Like, all right, it's cool. We're not that urgent. We'll just find another place. <laughs> and then it starts getting um, more Serious. urgent. Serious, okay. <laughs> and Serious dangers, like, boys. It's the second time we see a Starbucks, and it's on the second floor, and we're like, "All right, cool. We'll just go to Starbucks, go to the toilet." We walk in, we're like, "We're about to relieve ourselves." And the guy's like, yeah. "There's no toilet in here." <laughs> okay. And we're like, well, he just oh. straight up looked at you and said, "There's no toilet." You asked. No, no, we him. asked him. We're like, "Oh okay. yeah, any toilet?" I was gonna toilet. say, he just looked at you uh, and was no like, toilet. "No toilet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this has happened before. <laughs> and then basically, we walked across the whole stretch of this like massive road. Mm. The cars are going by. It's getting darker. The bladders are increasing. Um, <laughs> and we, we we came to this like McDonald's, McDonald's area. Like it was, yeah. it's, it's like it was a few shops attached to like a and high a, rise yeah. apartment. Not apartment okay. building, like but apartment it's like different businesses. Kind of okay. Yeah, different businesses inside that yeah. um, in in the building, right? Yeah. So we went to the McDonald's and because uh, there was a sign for a toilet, okay. Okay. And we were like, "Thank God, like finally yeah. something." Um, Stevie's just breaking down right now. He's just like, <laughs> "Fucking code brown lads, I, I need to do it." Okay. <laughs> and we we walk into the McDonald's and we're like, uh, we speak to the guy. And this is when even I'm trying to speak Korean because I need to like fucking take yeah. this so bad. <laughs> I'm like, um, I think the toilet word is like what? Hua Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Hua Okay. Yeah. And then he just points and he says, oh yeah, outside. Okay. So then we, we rush. You know, <laughs> we, you know, just we, basically, there, there's an area that connects this building and the restaurants together. So that's the outside area he's talking about. Okay, okay. And it's got a lift as well. Okay. So it takes you to different businesses inside the okay. building. Mm. So we were like, okay, okay, let's go. Right. And then we, we looked on the, um, the elevator map and yeah. I think that there, was, there was a toilet sign. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, there was a toilet sign so we were like okay the toilet sign says floor 4 yeah okay, okay. so we basically got into the t- oh, got into the elevator pressed the fucking button to floor 4 right it's yeah. taking so long to go all the way up okay <laughs> and then it opens up on floor 4 and it's a fucking plastic surgery place and this woman <laughs> these two women are just standing by the elevator by the reception they just look at us and it's just like what are these guys doing here and like normally they say annyeonghaseyo which means hi yeah. Yeah, and the onion I was like, onion like yeah. they were confused. They were hella bad. <laughs> and we just looked at each other. We just like cracked it. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's a like plastic surgery, right? Like yeah. just above their oh, heads. Man, it's so and funny. we're like, yeah, there's definitely like no toilet. Then they're not gonna let us in. Like they're gonna yeah. think yeah. we're just trolling or something. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, let, let's just go downstairs again. And then we just like we went all the way down again to floor yeah. like one or zero, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we looked. And opposite the toilets, or opposite the elevator, Left was the toilets. The toilets. <laughs> it so was we so weirdly marked. It was so yeah. weirdly marked. Because the guy, the guard that we asked, 
pointed at the elevators as well. So we just as- okay. naturally assumed it was on the upper floors. Yeah. Right? But it was right yeah, next the, to the us. The sign didn't help because it was next to the uh, floor. Yeah, it was floor, next to the floor. But it was kind of just saying that that way. You have to go. Ah, yeah. okay. So weird, man. But it was like one of the funniest like, like episodes that we had while we were in Korea <laughs> in 2019. Yeah, honestly, so jerks. It was painful, but yeah, a lot of memories of that one. Yeah, but like, just like finishing off on the point that you were asking, like specifying Gangnam, it's very money orientated. You have to mm. look rich and good looks is a given. Like without good looks, there is just no way. Like a lot of the times, there's just no way you're getting anywhere in Gangnam. Whereas but when in, you say good looks, you're talking like stereotypical Korean good looks or you're talking about any, any bro. Mm. Like it has to obviously be stereotypical Korean good looks for Koreans yeah. but for foreigners they have their I don't know what kind of scale they have for good looks it's either like <laughs> you're, you're, you're the, like hella the... ugly but you rich good yeah. looks kind of thing or you're very good looking and you're moderately have so money. the wallet looks good yeah as long as the wallet for, for a foreigner <laughs> looks good mate I am telling you <laughs> this was this this was when I were, when me and Stevie were there for a month so I was mm. um, I was going to the pharmacy because I had a sore throat Right, so I was yeah. like, can, I, I wanted to get at least strepsil kind of things from them, yeah. and the lady, the lady like gave it to me. I bought it, and I'm like walking down the side of like, um, opposite side of Hongdae to get into Hongdae, mm. right? Okay. And then I see this like, I would say late twenties, early thirties, model-looking Korean woman. She looks like okay. a model. I'm like, wow, she is gorgeous, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I see a guy, this this white dude. On a motorbike. Clearly, he lives there. He probably yeah. works in like... He probably got mad money because he works up yeah. high. The most broken looking face <laughs> I have ever seen. He was... I, I, I don't judge people by their looks, yeah. right? But he was kissing her. Or she, was, she was kissing him. And I'm like, this guy is the ugliest looking motherfucker <laughs> right i've never seen so like i would yeah, not the call wa- someone the wallet ugly. was sexy That's i it. was i would not call someone ugly to for any reason yeah but like that instant i was like what the fuck am i seeing right now this chick is a model that could be in covers and this guy is yeah not even the average joe in in our country potato he was a potato like mashed face it was so bad. I was like, he 100%, he's a lot older and he has yeah. bare fucking money. And she's yeah. either attracted to, obviously she's attracted to the money and she's yeah, probably, if she's, attracted to she's the face, 100% like, attracted to the money and also because he's white. Mm. Like she's one of those, she's one of, she fits to one of those stereotypes of um, mm. the Korean female who likes white guys only. Regardless okay. of, like what they look like because most of the times i've never seen a really good looking asian woman with a very good looking white person i rarely see them normally it's an ugly white dude (laughs) like i i i I rarely see them and that's i like i'm not trying to like say all of them are like that it's just it just happens to be it's the stereotype it just happens to be when you do see them it always is that match it's that matchup of the not so good looking white guy but very good looking asian girl mm. it just so always if, happens if we, to if we like bring that. it back to the nightlife right yeah, yeah. in terms of seoul 
um i'd say that the clubs are pretty oh, good great. Uh, and even the bars like there's there's something for everyone um and i'd say yeah it's it's much more open much more accessible much cheaper as well in my opinion yeah there's, Tokyo. there's so and many there's, yeah. there's a place for whatever you want yeah, yeah, yeah. really there's so many things that i haven't mentioned here and also like we weren't able to go as much clubbing in in 2019 unfortunately mm. like i wanted to take everyone to the fav- like well everything's going to be different now to our famous like to our most favorite clubs like mine and stevie's yeah. famous we wanted to take them but every time we were going to go we we had too much pre we preed mm. way too much in Thursday party every single time that we so wanted to go. There was always a planning problem. Yeah, we always had a planning <laughs> yeah, problem. Planning we always problem. preed way too much and then we got way too tired. Something happened something to happened someone happened always. To someone, always <laughs> and we just The vibes went were home. too good. Yeah, the, the, this, time, like, this time around, even though we didn't go clubbing, the vibes were still like top notch, 100%. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show you don't need to go clubbing to have a good yeah. time. Yeah. In the nightlife, like to be honest, I'm not really a big fan I don't like clubbing. of clubbing. Yeah, it's just it's fucking a nuisance to be honest. It's very loud. Yeah, very loud. Um, can't very tiring. Okay, and I feel like the and older you, you get, it's just the worse ta- you you're, feel. If you're taken, it's extremely boring. I feel like yeah, exactly. When yeah. you're talking about hunting, like that's basically what clubbing's for, I guess. Like yeah, a lot clubs, of the time. I think yeah. the, the one thing I did notice, right, is a few clubs that I did go to in Korea. Um, some of them like there was literally no no hunting people were just oh yeah yeah, the yeah. Time. yeah 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 like i feel like in the uk you get judged dude like i feel like if you're just a guy and you're just there dancing on your own and you're just trying to have a good time or you're with another male friend and you're not trying to get with girls like people judge the shit out of mm. you in the uk yeah really and th- there was one that i went to right and it was really really cool it's called soap and it's in itawan the music's good the, the vibe's good the atmosphere mm. is really good um and the people in there, they were just vibing, like just dancing. Like guys mm. were just there by themselves, not not dancing with girls, right? Mm. Just like literally mm. just dancing by themselves mm. on, on the dance floor, just like vibing. And I was like, mm-hmm. this just shows like there's another side to nightlife. Like yeah, you don't yeah. always yeah. need to go and try you to just like, have fun. go for a girl or, you know, have to girl, do something. Go for a guy, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. so many stories can, I have. Just have fun. Yeah, that I, that we could yeah. save for like a whole. So that's, that's one thing I really different. liked episode i guess of like Hmm. talking about experiences in korea but like speaking about yeah speaking about like your i think the opposite of what russ was saying here i feel like here it's more you go with your friends and you have a good time there's no pressure to well in the uk yeah here for me at least no man i feel like people people are so judgmental here immediately because i always go with like groups of friends and Mm. rarely i have any of those moments here because i'm actually mainly just going I, my main purpose is go with my friends, have the best time, we all have fun, and we leave. Like, there needs to be nothing else happening that night. But I guess it's different for different people from different perspectives, mm. I guess. But yeah. I think the older you get, it's your kind of motives and your kind of the way you enjoy things changes. Because mm. mm, I, I think when you're in uni, it's a bit, it's a bit more different. And then when you're yeah. after uni, it's kind of just much more cash, just enjoy it mm. with friends. But I think obviously it's person by person. Yeah. But I guess we'll just wrap it up here for for this episode. It's been a long, like, three-parter experiences yeah. of travel. It's been fun. Which has been pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, it's been good kind of giving our opinions and thoughts and obviously um, finding similarities, differences, hmm. and obviously giving some recommendations as well yeah. to viewers. Yeah. And then if, if you can relate or you have any stories or you want <clears throat> to mention anything, you can contact us on our socials. Yeah. Um, and we will talk 
as well as on our Gmail, everywhere at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, anything else, guys? Or should we just yeah, just a, just a quick shout out um, for people who are confused about traveling to Japan. Something that I found really helpful is once you do some research online and you get a concrete plan, like don't go to, so it's, it's a Reddit called like our Japan or our Japan um, trip or mm-hmm. something like that. Like if you just type in Japan, you'll find it on Reddit. But don't go to them if you don't have a concrete plan. But if you actually make a concrete plan, you make active effort to plan something. If you go there and you post your kind of day-by-day breakdown or what you think about doing or ask for mm-hmm. tips on bars or places to eat, mm-hmm. they're super helpful. Oh, okay. So that's something that I think if, if you're going and, and you're a little bit confused. Also, Tokyo Cheapo is a really good website as well. I found that okay. that was really helpful. Yeah. So those are two things I just wanted to shout out before the end of the yeah. pod. Yeah, cool. And I feel like it's not like a clear cut series. We might do another, yeah. another one in the future. We still have many stories from Roman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, might, we might get a, an eye into. So, um, yeah. Other than that, we'll um, catch you next week. Bye. Peace. Catch you same time on Wednesday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.